This is the Udemoni Podcast, a show where we hear from the positive psychology community on what it means to live a meaningful life. I'm here with Lisa Lewis. Hi, Lisa. Hello, Judith. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so basically, you know, Lisa's a friend of mine. She's a parent. I'm going to let her um, tell you about how many kids she has, etc. The reason I asked Lisa to come and kind of jump on this call is because we have been discussing leadership in school, and so many people, when they think of leadership, they go straight to imagining the CEO in an office or somebody with a huge team to kind of overlook and manage. And I'm trying to discuss and shine a light on uh, leaders that are often not thought of or, you know, we don't immediately think of these kind of roles as leaders, yet they are the most important leadership roles in my mind, and that is parents. And so, Lisa, tell us how you are a parent, how many children you have, (laughs) ages, genders, go Uh, for it. (laughs) Okay, so I have six. Uh, yes, that's six boys, um, and they are aged right now, 16, 15. I have two that actually just turned 14 yesterday and two that are 12 and a half. So, yes, your math is correct. I had six kids in four years. <laughs> um, so that, yeah, I know. And they're all boys. Yeah, that's it's so funny because even though I know you and I know that every time I hear you say out loud that you had six kids in four years, I'm like, how is that possible? I know. I I mean, a lot of people say, how did you do it? How do you do it? It a a lot of their youth, their 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 you know infancy and and early toddler time is is a blur. Thank thank goodness for pictures and videos, and then I I know I was actually there and. and and awake, but um, so yeah, it was it was rough. I mean, I was changing five kids in diapers. You know, that uh, oh was not fun. My, thank goodness, my oldest learned quickly. <laughs> he was body trained. <laughs> Put him to work. Yeah, that is um, amazing. So, so, uh, so basically, we're trying to look at um, leadership through the lens of teaching, like a teacher leadership role. And so, because mm-hmm. um, in leadership class, we're kind of talking about different styles of leadership. So with teaching leadership styles, often they're talking about in the setting of a team and a work environment, um, but I'm trying to apply it in the role of a parent-child. So okay. let's take COVID out of the picture, right? Because that's like a whole nother beast. Pre-COVID, right. before we were dealing with them at home and whatnot, um, would you, do you view parenting as a form of teaching leadership? Absolutely, absolutely. Um, you know, and especially me as a woman with six boys and trying to teach them and how to be respectful and be yet be strong. You know, they they have to have right. their um, the gender role thing. You know, so. I, I want them to be kind and sensitive and teaching them to have empathy. And at the same time, I want them in society expects them to be a certain way, like strong and male and, you know, men. And yet they spend most of their time, I, you know, their father works a lot. So I am really their primary um, example, I guess. Roma, so yeah. I, 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 
I feel I am constantly teaching them be kind to each other or help your brother or, you know, help your mother or, you know, um, <laughs> teaching them. I mean, I'm, I'm actually teaching them now, my four younger ones, to do their laundry <laughs> because it's yeah. just it's overwhelming that, you know, I'm back to work full time now that they're a little older. But before, I mean, I didn't realize it's overwhelming. Sometimes I'm up to one o'clock in the morning doing laundry. And I'm like, wait a minute, they're teachable. And guess what? They are. They And they actually like saying, oh, I did my, I washed my clothes. I did my laundry or I, you know, I made myself an egg. So just teaching them basic um, skills around the house. I'm constantly teaching them. It makes them feel competent. Mm -hmm. Makes them feel proud and competent that they were able to do something for themselves. Yes, and and I think they feel good that they help me, you know, because they they kind of comp- competitively say, "Oh, I helped mom do that," or "I helped, you know, I helped mom," <laughs> and get brownie points. <laughs> there you go. Um, so, um, some of the leadership skills att- attached to like the teacher leadership style um, in the article we were studying was credibility, great mm-hmm. communicator, good listener collaboration, trusting. So credibility, uh, what does that mean to you as a parent? I think my kids have, I, I probably, you're talking and I'm thinking, well, I do use the fact that I am a, a medical professional. I, I use that to my advantage when they, because I feel like they, they, they trust that in me and they respect that in me. Um, they don't, they don't, you know, respect a lot about my life, but they do that. And so you were talking and I do remember last week, one of my 12 year olds was on a skateboard. And uh, when he came back, he was coming back and I saw him. We have a rule in this in our house. Like, I don't care if you are outside naked, but if you are on a bike or a skateboard, you will wear a helmet. I mean, they know Mm -hmm. like that is just a rule. And so, of course, he was not wearing a helmet. And I just looked at him, and he's like, I know, I can have a concussion and get brain dead, and there's nothing that can <laughs> fix that. You can fix a broken arm. Like, he gave the whole spiel that I give, right? <laughs> and I do feel like I use that to my advantage. That's really the only mm-hmm. thing I have in my back pocket that I have that they know Oh, mom means business when it comes to that. Like right. she's and she know and she knows. So, what other thoughts, if any, do you have on like empowering through leadership? I want to show you that. Read this one thing that I read that was so profound to me. Let me see if I can find it. It was it was actually from um, a course in miracles, and it was something about how. The question is not whether you will teach, for in that there is no choice, right? So because it's not so much about choosing whether we want to teach. It's about choosing what we want to teach. And so for Mm -hmm. me, the way I took that was in our head, we think that when we're interacting with somebody, it's like, okay, I'm teaching you how to do the laundry, and that happened in these 30 minutes. Okay, I'm teaching you how to sit still and do school, and that happened between 9 and 2. But the thing is, right. is that we're always teaching because they're always watching. Right. right. And so to, to me, I was just having this whole, like, 
I don't know, epiphany of the whole, like, wow, but some of the lessons that we want to kind of pound into the head that we may feel, like, you know how you said you want to teach them to be kind to each other and you want to teach them that as men it's okay to be sensitive and all of these things that we want to teach that sometimes we may feel it falls in deaf ears, but then if you are living what you're teaching, then they're always hearing it. I mean, they're always, you know what I mean? Like you're still getting to give that lesson without it being a lesson because that's true. How we live our life is teaching them more than anything we could ever tell them. Very true. Yes. Yes. Because you know how they say it's like, it's not what what you say as much as it's what you do. So so now for me, it's like, you know, some of this may be personal, so you don't have to necessarily answer. But to me, it was like, okay, cool. What are some of the things that I am teaching through the way I live my life that I'm like, wow, I didn't realize I was actually teaching them that by just being me. So, like, for me, I'm like, I have a lot of grit and resilience and you know, it drives me crazy sometimes that they seem to want to quit so easily. And so I will feel that I failed to, to kind of get that message over when I'm having this verbal conversation about mm-hmm. persevering. But then when I read this and it's like I'm teaching it through what I do every day, it was actually kind of like a little bit of a sigh of relief to be like, well, they are seeing the grit and re- like that I have to live by to do all the things that I do. So it was like, oh, I can kind of exhale because that's that's being continually taught without me having to sit down right. and teach them. Is there any of your positive qualities that you may have overlooked that if you're like, huh, this is something that is a big part of me that I am essentially teaching, not out of choice, just by being me and who I am that you may have mm-hmm. not even thought of before? Um. Well, I, I, I am going to get a little personal because it's something that's been recent and uh, uh, in the past year, one of my best friends uh, from childhood, her, her husband committed suicide and um, I have been pretty much, uh, if, if she called or if she needs anything, like I just, I, I drop everything and I go to her, I, I mean, I spent the night with her at her house for, you know, months, you know, here and there, not, not just when she was down or so just last month, um, it was the anniversary it was a year, the anniversary. And throughout the, the past year, the kids have heard me say on the phone to her or even in person, cause she comes with her kids, you know, they, the kids have known each other since they're, ba- since they're born. Um, and we've watched the movie um, Rocky together because we liked it as yeah. kids, you know. So <laughs> I've been, I, you know, this the past six months especially, I had been saying to her, you know, you know, you're Rocky. You know, you got knocked down and you got back up, girl. You know, like this is, um, the, ki- the kids have seen this. They, they've seen my, they've watched the movies with us and, and things like that. And so anyway, the, the anniversary of, of his death was last it was in October. And, um, so we planned a trip to go to Philadelphia and climb the steps to do Rocky. And, really? um, we, we did it. Yeah, we did do it. And the kids were just like, mom, that's like so inspirational. I can't believe like oh. you actually 
did it. Like you've been talking about Rocky and pointing it out to her, how strong she is. And they really like made the connection of, you know, you really like empowered her. Like you made her realize she's strong and you went and you did that. Like I never go and take a trip in the middle of, you know, work week and say, okay, it was like a Tuesday. You know, it's wow. just, we wanted to do it on the anniversary of his death yeah. because she didn't want it to be a day of, oh, go to the cemetery and cry over the grave. Yeah. No, because she's yeah. strong yeah. and she's more than that. And she's a warrior and she's a mother and she's surviving. And she's, this came out of nowhere. And it really like just punched her in the gut. And she had a rough, rough year. But at the end... I know my kids were so, I mean, they, we had Rocky sweatshirts and I mean, we made it into this. Yeah. And, and so it was just a culmination of the whole year of trying to really pick her up and tell her, you got this, like you are a freaking Rocky, like you get knocked down, but you get back up because that's just what we do. And they wow. think it's the coolest thing. Like we bought the the hats, like the felt hat, you know, that Rocky wears the fedora or whatever. Yeah. So we all had, you know, we all were wearing like the fedora Rocky hats, and it was just, it was so nice. And her kids too were involved. You know, her kids were there, and, and wow. I think it was just, yeah, it was, it was so nice. And they, my kids are good friends with her kids, and they see that the it doesn't have to be about going to the cemetery and crying and, and reliving right. this horrible thing that happened, we sort of turned it into, not obviously it's never going to be anything positive in their life, but it's, right. it shows that they're, show to them and my kids that you can survive after a Overcome. horrific tragedy. Um, so I'm going to start crying, but it, no. um, it was, it was really like, it was wonderful. I'm I'm really proud of that. I'm really proud of that the kids saw that that was you know the whole year where I was away from them a lot because of her turned into something really positive wow and they they adore, they adore her my friend yeah so. see that is that is the most perfect example <laughs> wow of course I'm crying <laughs> Yeah, in a good way. Me cry. Good, happy. <laughs> yeah. It was just, it was good. It, no, it, it's good. Like it's a good memory that we have together. Wow. You know, it, a, and a profound lesson. Yeah, in, in so yeah. many levels. Right. Wow. I mean, I, I think my oldest said, "You never gave up on her all year." When she was, you know, when I he could he he he, he saw her many times. Like right. Uh, breaking down beyond herself I'm like no I was not gonna let her get sucked into that hole no you know well yeah I'm I guess I'm really proud of that that we did that (laughs) yeah that's left me speechless I mean, I can think back in January. It was it was just an idea in January that we would do that for the anniversary this year because it happened October twenty second of nineteen two thousand nineteen, and it was just sort of an idea. And we watched the movies, you know, and we talk about it being rocky, and we'd play the music because we go walk, you know, we we play like you know the eye of the tiger music and stuff and then anyway just the fact that even through even with covid going on we were like no we're still going we're doing this we're doing this so yeah that is nice 
It was. So many it was awesome. <laughs> yeah, because it's just so many lessons within that one story of persistence, mm-hmm. and compassion, and empathy, and like resilience, and yeah. And my kids have said, we hope that someday her kids as well have said, we hope we have friends like we've known each other since we're 11 years old. You know, like we've been friends since we're 11. Who has that? Who's friends for 35 years? Right. And and all of our children, she has three and I, my six, they've all said something to the effect of, I hope we have friends like, like that when we're, when we're your age, you know? So I Aww. felt like we're, I'm so proud of that friendship with her. It's like I, I that we've maintained it and, you know, ups and downs and, yeah. Wow. Anyway. Well, that ain't, that is uh, exactly, I guess, what that quote refers to. <laughs> that. Like the who you are is the lesson we give our kids. Is who, who, we, right. who shows up every day is. That's the lesson that they get every day. That's how we yep. teach the leaders, you know, by just 100%. showing up. 100%. Yeah. Wow. Well, thank you yeah. so much. I'm going Aww, to end thank it. you. stay on the line and we'll, we'll chat for two seconds. All right. Thank okay. you. Such an amazing conversation with Lisa. Um, I kind of took a little time after that conversation to just try and process that last story that she shared with us. Um, We did a lot of talking prior to the podcast. And I think as mothers talking about teacher leader, it's just so easy to get caught up in the things that we are consciously trying to teach them. The, the skills, what to do, what not to do. Uh, but this whole realization that we are teaching when we don't realize we're teaching is what led to Lisa's story um, of her example of profound empathy, kindness, friendship, determination. Um, not giving up on a friend who had just been through such a tremendous loss. The you know the profoundness of death of a loved one through suicide is <laughs> the word unimaginable doesn't really begin to touch the surface. And so there's so many different ways that could have been handled. Um, shame could have been attached to the death, and everybody could have just hidden and not wanted to address it head on or talk about it and not consciously but just by being who she was as a person loving and kind and empathetic and caring that nurturing um, side of lisa is what she taught her children her friend the children of her friend and so I guess that's what I was trying to ask her when I was quoting the quote from Course in Miracles. I'm going to read the full quote now, and it's much better (laughs) once I found the real quote. And the quote says, 
The question is not whether you will teach, for in that there is no choice. Teaching is but a call to witness, to attest to what you believe. It is a method of conversion. This is not done by words alone. Any situation must be to you a chance to teach others what you are and what they are to you. No more than that, but also never less. And I think Lisa showed us how she taught not by words alone, and she truly taught her children who she was and what they were to her. And that is it. That is such a... <laughs> I, I guess I just got so much out of this that I just never thought I was going to get. So thank you, Lisa, and thank you all for listening.